This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Back of the Nest Match Report. I'm your host Mike Scott and joining me is panel member and pundit Cara Skipper as we look back at a frustrating trip up the M1 to the East Midlands in the form of a visit to Leicester City. Cara, how are you doing? I'm okay. Um, I feel like I've been given a promotion there as a pundit, not just panel member anymore. Uh, oh, I, I have to big you up a bit because there's only one of you. So. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Take me one away yeah. with the other. Love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A couple of extra adjectives in there. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, you are. You are a pundit. I get to ask you your opinion and listen while I'm sipping tea and then it's all good. <laughs> Perfect. Um, let's just cover some of the stuff that happened this week before we get on to the game. And I, I mean, let's, let's, let's point out, let's, Let's point out now that if you've bothered listening to this, <laughs> fair enough to you, because most people, including probably some of the team perhaps against Leicester, um, we're kind of we're looking forward to Wembley. This is just yeah, this is just a little prelude, isn't it, really? So if you've actually bothered to listen today, kudos to you. Give yourself a pat on the back. If you're sitting on the train, lean forwards, lean away from that dirty, moth filled, horrible, like dusty dust mite chair that you're sitting in give yourself a pat on the back and then pat the chair and you'll see all the dust come off and it'll be human skin and all that kind of stuff good stuff um i don't even know where it's going <laughs> if uh, people are Alex, listening they might have now been grossed grossed out yeah yeah if yeah if, if you join us up to that point and you've left now um uh, fair enough uh yeah news this week so on Saturday, the day before the rest of the game, the under-18s lost 3-2 away at Southampton, gutting uh, like proper injury times, like the 95th minute goal um, that they scored to, to beat us. Uh, really depressing. Um, and it's 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 meant that the, the top of the table has changed quite a bit since earlier on in the season, and especially last season where Fulham were dominating. Um, Southampton are now second. They're above Palace by four points. So that was a proper six-pointer. West Ham is still at the top with 49 points after 23 games. Palace and Southampton have both got two games in hand. So 
both of those teams have a big say in this and actually Southampton have got it in their own hands. Uh, but, you know, Akinwale had, um, had put us 2 nil up after half-time. Then they had three goals in the last half an hour. It must have been absolutely gutting for the boys. So, very depressing, but, you know, still time to, to bounce back. Um, just hope West Ham split up. Or split up, split up. Slip up, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, sitting in third at the moment. And talk us through the Palace women game because you went. I did, yeah. We are... Uh, rewinding a little bit back to the 3rd of April because that was the the last women's game. But it was uh, finished 2-1 Palace, which was a fair result, I think, in the end. We were definitely the the better side. Blackburn soaked up a hell of a lot of pressure um, and uh, saw Molly Sharp briefly afterwards. um, And she was saying to us then what she said to us when she came on and kind of did the interview for us, that we do really make it hard for ourselves sometimes. And I think uh, that match was an absolute example of that. It felt like we probably should have scored a lot more than we um, did. A little bit of uh, bad luck, a little bit of just not quite being, um, just quite there yet, I think. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, Cole Haynes got us a, a, a relatively late win, about 79 minutes, I think, um, after a few subs that that allowed us to press a little bit. Um, hardest, that was good. Took uh, Toby for a second... Palace women's game. He got completely starstruck by Molly because she knew who he was from when we spoke about him on the uh, podcast. Um, and he's eight years old. And for the first time since he was about three, tried to hide in my coat when we met her. So um, bless him. I think he enjoyed it and then felt like he'd met a mini celebrity at the end. So that was nice. Um, and yeah, going to try and get down for the last home match of the season on the 24th of April, which is against Watford. Um, and then the women's final game of the season is versus Sheffield United on the 1st of May. So I think there's a little bit of dip in form before the Charlton game a couple of weeks ago, but it seems to be picking back up now. So hopefully can finish those last couple of games on a on a bit of a high. Yeah, is that, I mean, is there any talk of an injection of cash? Um, not that I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not not that I've heard. We'll see. I think I think no, they've what um Molly's been saying and what quite a few of them have been saying is the like level of attention that has been there this season um from the fans and from the kind of central club um has improved. So I think it would be really good to see some more of that next season. Um, and get them at sellers. Get them at sellers. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And also just to see, like, you know, it, it seems to be quite hit and miss what games are tweeted out on the um, Palace men's, account, uh, like, Twitter account and stuff. And so it would just be good if that's a regular thing because it seems to be quite notable when it's put out on that bigger account, more people do come. Um, and it does make a really big difference. Um, and even just... Well, it, sorry. It's, sorry, it's only this season that they've they've upped their game on, on the website as well because um, the women's site was separate up until very recently. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you can buy um, the tickets on the main ticketing site now, which is good. Um, but it, it does make a real difference for the kids. Like even just talking to Toby about it, he we, halfway through the game, he just turned to me and said, like, why do men and women play separately? Like, I don't understand. Isn't that really sexist? It's like he probably wouldn't have, it just wouldn't have crossed his mind as, th- as a thing unless um we went there um and we had a conversation afterwards and he he sees all of their players as just as famous as the men's players and I think if we're looking forward to kind of changing the conversation around football being a men's game and then there's kind of women's game women's teams kind of added on um it's going to be getting that generation to go 
to these games that's going to make that difference. So I think the the men's side of the club need to really up their game in promoting it as much as possible, I think. Yeah, and, and for the age change as well. I mean, my son is... His favourite player is Raksaki. You ask him and it's Raksaki. Yeah. He doesn't see a difference between wanting to watch the first team and, and watching the EFL team. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's great. Um, on that, I want to quickly discuss... Um, so, obviously, it's the Easter holidays for kids and I'm sort of juggling work and having mine. Um, single parent stuff, you know, the usual thing. So I've been playing with him. I'm not really into modern gaming. Um, computer games, basically for me, peaked before 2000. So I'm only really retro games. Um, but I do have a PS3 for him. Um, and obviously that's quite old now. But um, the newest version of FIFA on it's FIFA 15. And we've been playing a league together, a uh, Premier League season with Palace. And... First of all, the, the quality of the player names between then and now is just ridiculous. I mean, in the first 11, solidly, Joe Ledley, you know, is in there. It's just, it's properly, to see how far we've come, it, just to look back at one of the old FIFA games blows your mind. But more than that, because I've been calling like Johnny Williams, Johnny Esther, <laughs> I've now got my seven-year-old son going, oh, Johnny Esther, <laughs> what are you doing? Um, and... He's cottoned on to the fact that he's a very small player. So he's, he missed a shot earlier and hit it too soft. And then he's like, oh, Johnny Williams, as big as a baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> Poor Johnny. Yeah. What I, what I will say is that the um, the Johnny Esther FIFA 2015 um, player that they made is really generous. He's a very, very handsome man. Johnny Esther is handsome. Yeah, but I mean... Th- sort of superhuman handsome um whereas joel ward is just absolutely the real joel ward interesting um, someone clearly, but yeah. clearly had a soft spot for him when they were generating the doing the illustrations or however they do it that's my technical knowledge it's, it's it's hard not to plus you know he he praised all the right people for those kind of things um but yeah i mean just the the, the, the size you know it's just the back four of papa soiree scott dan Damien Delaney and then, you know, or someone on the right is swapped between Martin Kelly and Joe Ward. Um, you know, so I can't, the fact that we stayed up all those seasons is just oh, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, absolutely cool. amazing. But yeah, get, get yourself out an old copy of FIFA. It's, it's maybe the first season that we went up and Holloway still manager and have a look at the team. Interesting stuff. Um, Right, well, that's probably longer than we're going to actually talk about the game. Um, but let's um, let's go on to the game. Before we start about anything, mm. so I, I was watching it on a totally legal stream, obviously, at home with the kids. You were there. You drove up. So, so I'm going to give a little intro music before you talk about a certain person in the crowd. Let's just Let's just build it up a little bit. One second. Yeah. This will get you in the mood. So tell us about the GoPro guy. So. <laughs> um, oh, the GoPro guy. Um, so there were a few guys in front of us. I don't know, they were quite young, maybe like 20-ish. Um, and they had their phones out and they would like video in a bit and whatever else and one of them had a GoPro on his head um and obviously it was something a little bit different so the people behind us 
started taking them up a bit. It started off funny, um, but then kind of. What 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 were they saying? What what was the the quality ripping the piss out of the GoPro guy? Well, you know, I don't know how much quality there was to it to be honest, but. <laughs> it was just kind of like so it started off like put your phones away put your phones away just like whatever people were ignoring it uh then people started saying like oh you look like you've come up from the mine and stuff like that so there was a few giggles around that but then like it just turned into some quite horrible beef between like everyone so so so, to, so i haven't seen i've only seen a really low risk photo so this guy was what he had a hard hat on he (laughs) He didn't have a hard hat on but he he was wearing i don't really know how to describe it so he had the gopro but it was on his head so he had like this um like strap thing around his head to the gopro i don't really know what it's called Uh, so a bit like a cyclist or something yeah yeah exactly that's a good way to describe it but no there was he wasn't wearing a helmet of any description um but yeah it just got out of hand and it kind of then ended up going on for the whole 45 minutes of the first half. I think we can probably also blame the players because the football was so bad that I think people just clinging on to directing all of their frustration, our GoPro guy. Um, so so he did everyone a favour, basically? In a weird way, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. so if if you are listening, GoPro guy, or if you if you if if one of your mates is listening now and is aware of the GoPro guy... Um, and he wants to give his side of the story, then absolutely get in touch. Um, yeah, send send us a tweet. We, we'd love to have a word with the GoPro guy because it sounds like he was a divisive character. Well, yeah, so um, the, re- the reason it's... And you can probably hear, by the way, I'm describing it, that I'm sitting on the fence a little bit because it, it did feel like it went too fast. I did feel bad for him, but he didn't help things because he did turn around and say at one point, um, I get 10,000 views on my YouTube channel. Um, and then I think said something like, I earn more in one video than you earn in a month or something. So. Uh, okay, so GoPro guy, don't get in touch with <laughs> Not really interested in talking to you. Um, well, in that case, we've given him. So, uh, so it, it was a turn round and give him money. And so it was it. Actually. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, in that case, let, let's, let's, let's not give him any more extra publicity. Because uh, I suppose if he came on, he'd only be plugging his, his YouTube channel. Unless. Unless um, he brought all of his massive, rich following with him. Uh, uh, yeah. Was he a Palace fan? Or? Yeah. So apparently they ran a Palace channel, but he at no point said what that channel was. And none of us have been able to find it since. So I cannot verify the status of that YouTube channel. Okay. So ambivalence towards the GoPro guy. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. Well, let's, um, let's, let's talk a little bit about the game. Um, you wanted to mention about the stadium atmosphere. Um, yeah, go for it. It was terrible. I was so disappointed yeah. because it, that's just my first time going there. And I think I've got family who live in Leicester. So, and they were there for the whole winning the league season. And they're a really good like community club and whatever else. So I think I had quite high expectations that it was going to be like a really good atmosphere. Um, and it, it's, been, it's been all right when I've been there before. I must say. It was so quiet. It was unreal. Like literally, I think the only uh, like, the only time that you really noticed a reaction from the crowd that wasn't just sitting there politely watching was their two goals and Wolf's two missed, well, one and a half missed penalties. Yeah, I mean, we'll get on to the Wolf <laughs> thing. I mean, it, it's not the same as for us, I suppose, in the current situation. 
with with how they're doing in the league and how they've been doing in Europe, it's it's probably not that high on their agenda, is it? You know, they're safe. They got a, this isn't the season they're going to achieve anything because Wolves are so far ahead for the year, the last possible European place that could happen. Um, there's really not a lot left for them either. So not a huge surprise, I suppose. Um, I I did only hear Palace on the TV, other than. When they went 2-0 up, and like you say, when they were trying to give Zaha some stick, I heard that. But um, short of them panning on a few guys, giving the usual you know, wanker signs when they went 2-0 up, uh, it did seem quite quiet. But you, ne- you can never tell with the way they skewed the, the, the audio on the, on the TV. So. Yeah, I'd say quite a lot of our uh, chanting time in the away end was uh, directed at them. Like, we clap with our hands. With Crystal Palace, we clap with our hands and various... The classic, yeah, they they they're big on the clappers. I remember that last time. Um, was was there the um the the less than classy Casper Smichael chant? Did that go? Yes, on? yes, it did. Excellent, excellent. Got got a soft spot for one of the most lowbrow chants ever. Um, we won't repeat it because um, my producer Mikey is is already, I think, had a long week and he probably doesn't need to edit out the c words, but um. Always amuses me how angry he gets with Palace fans. Was he pissed off? Um, I didn't see him getting pissed off at us. I think it was more. It was only really the. To be fair, he didn't have that much to do. Let's be honest. So, no, no, like, no. At the, I think I don't know if it changed by the end of the game, but I looked up as one point, maybe about I don't know, eighty minutes or something. Um, and he his stats were he'd made two saves, and I think that's pretty much both penalties that he saved. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You know, I don't think you had that much to get angry about, apart from the penalties. And then that was obviously directed at Wilf and uh, the ref and everyone on the pitch. So, um, yeah, yeah, sure. Well, I mean, the first half, so obviously they didn't create a lot until the goal. And then their they're, they're weirdly named player that I just can't get in my head around, his name's Dewsbury Hall. <laughs> um, but they, he just turned the game on its head within a sort of five-minute period. But um, they they had all, all of the possession and what you'd call pressure, you know, the sort of middle third, just above the middle third possession. Um, and... The commentators kept mentioning how intensely they were pressing. I think that's the reason that they kept the ball so much, but more the reason that our back four looked very flustered and Anderson with a, with a series of mislaid passes, one absolutely suicidal pass he played from inside the box straight to one of their players. Um, was, it, was it their press that got to our players or were they just, you know, there was a little bit of, I think Terence put it pretty well in the, the back of the nest 
WhatsApp. He said, you know, nobody wants to get injured. Everybody's just excited for Sunday. Um, and maybe we're only playing at 90%. Yeah, no, I just feel like it was probably uh, the combination of us being a bit knackered from Monday and also everyone just not really being psyched up for the game. Um, I don't really feel like Leicester were particularly that much better than us, to be honest, until the goals. And then that just kind of um, set a tone that we just couldn't really recover from, obviously, until the until the second half started. So um, I'm, I think it's, I don't know if I'm being biased, but I think it's probably a bit generous um, to say that it was all a Leicester press rather than us just being a little bit, a little bit switched off. Cause I think it's probably a press that we could have dealt with um, if it was a, if it was a normal game for us. Yeah. I, yeah, possibly. I mean, it was certainly only moments of magic that, that won them the game really. That, that second goal was an absolute blinder and the, the guy was man of the match by a country mile. So yeah, you could well be right. And I don't think it's worth second guessing because it was a slightly odd game for both teams. It had that kind of last game of the season about mm-hmm. it. Um, but, you know, they've got more important things to deal with. And so have Palace, really. Um, our season's not going to be defined by a 2-1 away loss at, at Leicester. No. Um, thoughts on the defending for the first one? <sighs> Just bad. <laughs> Really bad. Um, it just—it was so almost like going back to uh, that part of the season where just nothing was really working for us. Um, it, you know, we were just completely unsettled. Nobody looked like they really knew what their job was. Everyone was kind of like stumbling over themselves to like almost cover for somebody else, and it, it was just a mess. It was just an absolute mess. Um, but as you said earlier, I think that was that was the feeling of the whole game. Really, it just felt like we couldn't really set at the back obviously didn't help them with um Mitchell going off but no we'll, we'll cover that in a second um I don't know if your reaction was the same but I had the the like automatic and I, I fought against it the moment I thought it I had the automatic thought of oh what's Wall done <laughs> um and it's like oh it must be Wall's fault oh, no, it's it's Klein it's Klein and, and Gay and nothing to do with him at all he's nowhere near it I was like oh okay uh, <laughs> But, but you go, Ward. Um, you, you just, I, I think it's because the, the back four now for me in my head's so established that um, any change to it is automatically a step backwards. But I, yeah, I, I really just think that, again, the same as the rest of the sides, the defenders weren't quite at the races and they've got this, you know, worrying about get, putting a leg in and getting injured, which is exactly what happened to Mitchell. Um, today, on the day of recording, he was going for some more scans. Um, Vieira sort of said he he wasn't entirely sure whether he's going to be playing in the semi. That would be absolutely devastating. I mean, I'd, I'd take I'd take Mitchell or Elise back. I'd love them both back, but you know, both of them out that would be that would be horrific. I'm I I have a feeling, and I'm really really hoping that I'm not jinxing it by saying this that both of them are fine, and this is very 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 precautionary. It- well, it sounded like it because, yeah, Mitchell was taken off due to feeling something. in his Yeah. Head. And he didn't like you see uh, it, it seemed it from where we were. But then when I watched the highlights back today, you can see he didn't think he was going to he didn't think he needed to come off. Like he was surprised when he saw his number come up. Um, so I don't I think if that was if it was any other time and we didn't have the um, semi-final coming up, I think he would have played on. Um, so, 
yeah but I don't know if that's my wishful thinking if now tomorrow we hear they're both out then everyone can blame me so basically it's a bit like you're about to go on holiday in a week's time so you don't want to go out for a drink in case you get COVID. yeah yeah absolutely that, yeah. yeah fair enough fair enough um You've mentioned you want to talk about Mateta interacting with the crowd and calling out time wasting. Yeah, I just love the guy. Um, he and he. We all love. <laughs> it's not the first time he's done it, but he did it quite a lot yesterday. Where like uh, when, especially after um, when was it? I think it was after. Wilf missed that first penalty before we knew it was going to be retaken. And obviously we were all like dead quiet, just like in shock. And he came right up to us and was like, uh, use, like, um, uh, like using his arms to kind of like tell us to raise the volume and stuff. And he did it quite a few times during the game. Um, and I just love that because I think it must be like really difficult when you're in the middle of a game to really pay attention to what's going on around you. But he like does that quite a lot. I just feel like it... Um, it just pulls us into the match a little bit, if that makes sense, like that kind of interaction. And then at the end of the game, when Schmeichel was doing his time wasting, he was there pointing to his uh, pointing to his wrist and giving Schmeichel some some stick for that. Um, and I just enjoyed the kind of- your and your dad's a yeah. That, he was giving him that was <laughs> yeah, in French. I don't know what that would be in French, but well, that's what I well, no, yeah, no, I just, I love the the pantomime of it and I think it fits really well in with the kind of type of fans we are as well. And I just think he's just, he's loving it. And you, he looked, he, I think it was on, the game on yesterday was unfortunate for him because he looked really confident, I thought, starting off. Um, and there were a few kind of nice movements going on and the rest of the game just didn't really allow him to do that. But um, I just think he's a bit of a, bit of a legend. Uh, I mean, in terms of, you know, obviously on the cameras, you only get to follow what the camera wants to follow, but Mateta was barely in shot for the game. So it's really hard to make a comment on him. It's, it's you know, whole swathes of the game where he wasn't even in camera shot. So uh, absolutely not the game for, for a striker. No. Um, before we quickly cover Zaha, um, I'm just trying to think of other players that have done that regularly in the last few seasons. MacArthur's big for it. Um, Luke has certainly done it a little bit. It's definitely, um, definitely those players that you think put in one hundred and ten percent. So that's yeah, that's good to see from a striker. Speaking of which, yeah, Sahar's definitely one of those. Um, I think he dearly wanted a second goal yesterday because obviously the Leicester fans had pissed him <laughs> off. Never seen him stick his tongue out further. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, do, I yeah, it was when the uh, when we got the second chance at the penalty, we all turned around and said. Oh, you got, you got mail. <laughs> I've got mail apparently. Sorry about that. Um, Tinder? No, it's probably work. Depressingly, um, yeah. When he so when he uh, was lining up to uh, take the second one, uh, we all just looked at each other and were like, "Oh, you you just can't miss again." And then he missed again. Um, and but that, in a way, that was even better because all the fans were like, "Wait!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Although I just like pray that. It doesn't come down to penalties at Wembley because uh, he's going to be going into that on two misses. I mean, the amount of players when they've missed the first one, it's really took missed the second one. It's a psychological thing that somebody needs to do a PhD on study on, but it, it happens so often. Um, so fair enough. And he now gets an extra goal that wasn't a penalty in the record. So, you know, all good for him. 
Um, anything else to say on the game, or was it just? No, I just I think we've done quite well to speak about it for that long. To be fair, I think uh, it's ready. It's ready to be forgotten about. Well, I, I mean, I I literally think in terms of feedback, we've. I mean, neither of us are on Facebook. Are you on Facebook? Yeah, but I check it very uh, intermittently. Yeah. So the the ones of us that are below fifty years old, i.e., not Nick. Um, <laughs> don't actually post anything on Facebook. So um, we only had Twitter to go on. And I don't think we've ever had less response to a what would you like to for us to discuss in a pod. Um, my fault for not giving people that long before the game. But um, basically, the only comments really. So Andrew James Hepburn, um, what or who next season at right back and who goes? And then eBay, good old eBay. You said... Hebo used to send a lot of voicemails. Um, I, don't, I don't know what's voicemail. I think like he was the yeah. I feel like the, the voice messages. He was the he was the he was the number one. Um, I've we phased out voice messages. Um, I'd like to say both right back and left back positions are what we need to sign players for. If Mitchell gets injured, we don't have any cover. And then Alan B's replied, obviously with AWB back to Palace, <laughs> which is more than possible. Um, more than possible. I. I'm still very happy with Klein and and Ward is an excellent cover for me. Obviously, neither of them get any younger, but Klein is still a fair few years younger than me, so I'm not going to call him old. Um, Ferguson with a new injury. I mean, we we know we've, we've got a new Conor Wickham on our hands. Um, it, it basically is those positions, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. But I think, yeah, it, in a weird way, it just seems a long way off because we don't know what's going to happen with, yeah. like... We all also hope that some magic will be pulled out of the bag for Connor to stay. But if he doesn't, um, you know, will bids come in for Elise? Like, there's so many things that I think could happen um, that all of that feels a long way off. But, but, but yeah, like that has to be the target. And I think, like, maybe looking at another goalkeeper at some point, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it just shows that if we're talking about signings. That's how little there is to talk about football. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I tend to lead these two um, to Patrick and Hambo, who have, and DR, obviously DR has ridiculously strong opinions that change from one video to the next. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I've never been happier with the Palace squad. And as I say, just go and look at the FIFA 15 squad. <laughs> and and you see a, a midfield marshalled by Joe Ledley um, and you know things are pretty good uh, Conor Wickham's going to be a big miss but you know who'd have, who'd have thought we'd have him this season who knows who we could uh, get on loan next season Conor Wickham Conor fucking hell uh, uh, <laughs> Conor Gallagher obviously um, I'd love to have Conor Wickham back again for um, just 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 keeping the physios in uh, gainful employment but um yeah, so I mean, just go for a, four, a few four road reviews, I suppose, and then we'll we'll probably uh, we'll probably leave it there because what you really want is the preview team talking about uh, Wembley because you've all got your tickets, right? You know, you've all got your tickets. Somebody is apparently has a spare. Uh, there's one spare going out of the forty thousand, so <laughs> someone somewhere is going to have a spare. Other than that, thirty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine of us have got our tickets, and that's what matters. Um, and that's exactly why Ben McCarthy's four-word review reply was Wembley on our minds. Uh, Amanda Adudu says, tough opponents, move on. Not sure they were that tough, but I agree with the move on. Yeah, and SW with meh, big one next. <laughs> uh, warm up for Wembley. That's how we should all see it, I think, from uh, Wickaz or Routine Wasp. 
Yeah, and I mean the only thing, perhaps let's uh, let's just quickly talk about Billy Billy Bass or Billy Bass. I'm not sure. Either either you like your Shandy Bass Billy or you you, you like your bass, and um, you could be all about that bass. Mitchell out on Palace loss. I mean, I've, yeah, I, I think there's probably is, more to it. Is he saying Mitchell out as in Mitchell injured, or is he calling? For- as, as in, because Mitchell was out, we didn't win. Fine. Okay. I went to really lose my mind there about him saying Mitchell out in a different context. Oh, come on. No, yeah. nobody, nobody thinks that. Out. Nobody thinks that. Uh, Michael Cassata, blame the yellow shirts. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Um, basically, loads of comments about Wembley. So, let, let, we're all going to take a nice win against Chelsea. Um, we'll hope that their 6 0 uh, away win at Southampton was getting all their goals early and then they're not going to play like that against us but who knows what kind of Chelsea we're going to get um, but the, the preview guys will be discussing that later in the week so we'll leave it to them uh, any any parting words from you any final tweets you'd like to read out Carl? I'm going to um, I was going to say hand over to Brendan Lane but he's not here so I'm going to read it for him um, tweeted my favourite summary of the game which is please can fellow Palace fans stop having a go at each other over yesterday's result? We lost a game. Get over it. Cheer up. It's Wembley week. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I don't know if that's if that's aimed at GoPro guy again or not. But, um, you know, let's let's all have a bit of solidarity, shall we? Um, if you're gonna if you're gonna slag anyone off, choose oh, Lewis Dunk. Uh, right, thank you for listening to the show and thanks in particular to everyone who got in touch today. We do read all of the comments and we managed to read a lot of them out today because there's probably the least in the history of the uh, the show. Um, we can't use them all, but we do go for everything and it helps us create the show. So always keep them coming in. Um, and, you know, games that we win, that, that kind of thing. Sometimes we add dozens and dozens and dozens on every post and we just, yeah, they all help us to shape the show. So thank you. As ever, plenty more content for you all across our social accounts and a wealth of live and recorded shows for you over on YouTube, including instant match reaction and a chance to get involved. DR, if you if you haven't seen him talking to the guys from AFTV last week, go back and watch. Um, you know, if he ever changed allegiance... He would, uh, he'd be the best AFTV pundit going, um, but he gave him some stick. Well worth a watch. Remind yourself that even though we lost to Leicester, it was only a few days ago, we had that amazing result and he he made them look quite stupid. So find us on everything, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, by searching Back of the Nest and like, subscribe and be merry. Leave us positive reviews in the right places, especially on your product. Really, really helps us with algorithms. Allows more Palace fans to find out about us. Thank you very much for listening and until next time, come on you palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.